Welcome back to the Battle of Sexes podcast. I am your host, my homeboys, followed by my co-host, as always, with Portal Combat and Southern Sassafras. Hey, y'all. Whoop, whoop. Another week, baby. Oh, yeah. And we have some special guests. Dun, dun, dun. We have I Pity the Fool and the reigning champion, Minshew Minions. What's hey. up? How's it going, guys? Good. Pretty good. Are you are you are you excited? The last time we had a guest star on the on the podcast, Darren said we should have more often because we beat him. So and then he lost. I'm kind of glad. But I'm kind of upset because I wish I was playing Darren this week so I could beat him. Thank, yeah, thankfully that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of you. You got you got the auto, you got auto drafter this week, Darren. So you, you should. I know. Go. I got lucky. You guys were in uh you guys were in Vegas, right? Recently? Yeah, we were New Mexico, Vegas. Yeah, we had um Al- Albuquerque. Wow, nice. World travelers. That's that's um, country travelers. <laughs> yeah. We got, you were talking about a story earlier about the, your lineups, like how you guys were setting lineups. So it's very difficult because we realized we were in I guess mountain time and specific time and when we looked at the time, we're like, oh, wow, 10 a.m. Everything. So all the games start a little earlier. So especially the London game, I'm like, yep. this is great. So um, we were driving, I think, Arizona, right, Nicole? Yeah, we were driving through Arizona because you have to drive through that whole long state to get to Nevada. It was fun. Yeah, and we, I was going about 85, 90. I was going the speed limit with everyone else in Arizona. And I was trying to set my lineup while I was driving, and Nicole's like, "Please don't run us off Kill the us mountain for fantasy football." Thanks. <laughs> and I told her some things are worth it. So, <laughs> so you told the, you really the officer, like, "Oh yeah, I was setting my lineup." Yeah, and I really was... didn't want to see the lineup. Like, I didn't want to see like the scores. I was like, "I don't want to see the scores. I don't want to see the scores." And then Nicole was like, "Well, the Jags are losing. I had like three <laughs> Jags in my lineup." I'm like, "Okay, just give me the damn score." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I really cool. just didn't want to give him a chance. I was really just, I'm really just trying not to lose this bet, guys. Yeah. So, how about the update on the bet? Where are you guys at with that? How you feeling? Um, I mean, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, first place. I hope you do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I just have to make the playoffs. So I went from ninth to fourth. So I'm kind of happy about that. So I realized all I have to do is make the playoffs to have a shot. So they're pretty I good. Mean, jump. It is a good comeback. It's a good comeback. But uh, have you started clearing your calendar out? Because uh, <laughs> I feel like you're going to have a lot of things to do. Yeah, I think you're going to be busy on your days off, Steve, if it keeps going this way. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I'm hoping I my mind will be cleared of any dinner plans. If I have to wear mm-hmm. something, um, no shame in my game. You know, um, maybe I'll have a picture of the trophy that I won last year. So, you know, Nicole, I mean, make sure okay. you make him a buff too, okay? So he has to wear it when he goes fishing. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make multiples most definitely. He's not gonna be rocking a dirty shirt for all of his days off for a month straight. It's gonna definitely be front and back. He doesn't get to wear a hoodie or. You know, maybe I'll put one on a hoodie so that way, like you know, it. he's covered in case the weather gets cold. If you want to buy me a new hoodie and new fishing gear, I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> I mean, are you going to wear it outside of our bed, though? Maybe not fishing gear. Maybe just a hoodie. That'd It'd be impressive to have a fishing pole that said, my wife's better be in fantasy football. 
Because you can't catch fish now, so imagine it's probably not going to improve with that pole. Ooh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the update, and uh, glad you guys had a good time. So let's jump in to Sassafras' Cajun Creole, where she's going to talk about her blandiest and her spiciest <laughs> players of the week. And surprisingly, the homeboys, both of the players come from you what? and and Hasmanian's game. So the spiciest player this week is Joe Burrow, 36.53 points. He had, or 36.5 points. He had three touchdown passes, 28 of 37 passes for 300 yards. So he just rocked and rolled and really showed for, I think, like the first time or um, one of his best games he's had. A little slow this season, you know, hasn't really showed what he kind of was or, you know, what his potential is. Obviously, he's from LSU. So go Tigers, you know, he's got it in him. Um, so he just had a phenomenal game. And then the blandest player, unfortunately, was on your team, Jeff Wilson Jr. with San Francisco, 0.5 points. He lost that fumble. And then, the, you know, that contributed to the defense touchdown for the Falcons. Yep. I, I had to brag about my winning streak last week and it kind of <laughs> doomed me a little bit. So don't, br- don't brag about winning right now. It's the, that's it doesn't how it work. goes. Yeah. You keep the trash talk to a minimum till the end. But but speaking of winning, Southern South Fresh, you had your second win Hey-o. of the season. And what a win it was. <laughs> and the biggest yes. blowout of the week. Biggest blowout of the week. I crawl, I'm crawling my way up from number 12. I'm number 10. Not in the middle of the pack yet, but I'm hopefully keep continue to rise up. Hey, you won't be there long putting up over 180 points. Yeah, who knows? Maddie Ice still had it in him. Maddie Ice, y'all. I mean, I don't know, but I'm all about it. He passed for like 58, what was it, like 58 uh, pass attempts or something? You know, most of us were at that game. I think you had to work, Nicole, but I had a feeling he was going to like, one of the reasons I picked him is because they, Jags just like stomped him when they came to town. And I was like, you know what, I think he's going to like have revenge. I think he's got it in him and he's going to really like give it his all to win. And, and I was right. I was very happy. Yeah, 389 yards and three passing touchdowns. It's great. Speaking of riding a quarterback, Josh Allen. I'm a little sad his bye week is this week, but I think I kind of lucked out because my opponent actually has about six players, bench and starting roster that are all also on bye week. So bye weeks are starting to take effect. Yeah. And there's some good good teams on bye week this week, too. So that's what you're gonna have a lot of players out. Speaking yeah. of, are you gonna be able to win without Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs this week? Um, well, I play Bald Eagle this week, and <laughs> so I, I obviously don't want to say with like too much certainty, but he has a lot, like a lot of so unless he like makes some moves in terms of like trying to pick somebody up or make some trades, he doesn't actually have a lot of options on his bench to even swap out. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, you hear that bald eagle? You better make some changes, or you know, your eagles are undefeated, but you're in 12th place. It's not a good showing. <laughs> I noticed something today when I was looking at the standings and stuff like that, and there is one person in this podcast that has 40 moves for their team in six <laughs> weeks. 40. <laughs> Steve, is that your contribute to your victories? Yes, I would say that. I think I was counting this morning. I only have three players on my current roster that I drafted. Wow. That is crazy. 
And maybe, I mean, sometimes it's it's matchups, but I think you you guys said it last couple of talk, um, podcasts that I need to win now, and I'll make moves to win today and or this week. And I'm not worried about next week. So I don't look at next week. I look at the current week, and I'm just going to make moves. You know, I picked up some players today, and I'm actually pretty proud of my pickups. Um, Claypool and then Robbie Anderson, new team. Claypool yeah, wants a yeah. Claypool wants a trade, and um, talks of him going to um, Packers and some other teams. So I really don't think it's going to happen with him. But at the same time, like I'm like I'm just going to pick him up and just roll the dice with that. So and speak of trades, there's talks of DJ Moore getting traded too and i know that like the chiefs are in the conversation yeah. and the 49ers i think are in the conversation so yep man the dj Moore owner whoever it is to hold on to him because if he gets one of those teams it's going to be a whole different player i think you do have a good shot against you minions if he does go to green bay because aaron Rodgers has been struggling i have him in another league as my quarterback and he just can't find that consistent wide receiver since adams left and so if that does happen, you know, that could be some potential there for sure. Yeah, I know. And I talked to Nicole about before is like she had Marvin Jones. I'm like, listen, Marvin Jones is like a 10 yard catcher. Like he's he's the security blanket for Trevor Lawrence. And if Claypool is that and can give me 15 points in week 10, 11, 12, I'm fine with that. Mm hmm. I had Marvin Jones two years ago, and he was the same thing with his first year at the Jags, and it was just consistent 10 points. And sometimes that's all you need. You don't need that blowout guy. You just need to be able to always have the points and not get reliable. Too sick, you know? Yep. Yeah. If you have a couple blowout guys and the rest of your roster is consistent, even if it's just 10, 12 points, yeah, it's good. You need a good mix. So on the opposite end of the move spectrum, Kathy – Canon Hespanians has made one move and she's in third place. That's that's a good draft. That is crazy. And the women are holding it down. Well, number one, two, and three are all girls. Yeah. So girl power. Let's yes. go. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's not much of a battle of the sexes as much as it's a beat down. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're gonna change the name next year. <laughs> Technically, you know, last two Halloweens I was a woman, so one, two, three, and four. Oh yeah, sure. Good point. Good point. It's yet to be determined about this weekend. Yeah, we'll so. we'll fill everyone in next week if that is a continuance or if Steve is gonna actually have pants on on Saturday. So yeah. stay tuned. So annual Halloween party for our crew. I'm sure most people that are in the league will be there. And if not, we'll fill you in on the costumes that everybody did next week. All right, let's jump into the matchups. Um, let's start out with who wants to go first? Uh, Pity the Fool, you're number one. You want to go? You want to talk about your your game? I'm not going to lie. I was a bit nervous because some of my players didn't put up much until kind of super late in the game, too. So it was kind of like, all right, let me not celebrate or think, oh, I got this. And then turn around and something drastic happens in both weeks. So like last week, um, Dak had a couple of Monday night players. And I'm like, yeah, but like if they crush it for him, um, you know, he still has a chance too. I didn't want to jinx myself. And then they did not crush it. <laughs> they did They did not. But, I mean, I've been in matchups um, the last couple of years, too, where, like, I'm like, oh, okay, I have, like, a nice healthy lead. And then something happens. And all of a sudden I go from 80% chance of winning to, like, 30% chance of winning. So I was trying not to think that I had, like, a sure thing. Sure. 
I, I was looking here at the scores while you're talking, and the the defensive players have put up a lot of points for teams. Do you guys prefer the defense over the kickers? Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. Yes, for sure. In my other league, I have a kickers, and I told the commissioner, I said, every time I have to draft a kicker, I hate kickers more. <laughs> it's it's only like they're all a crap. handful of points, maybe. Right. I feel like there's only like two or three that are consistently reliable and are going to make it. And then the other is just like kind of like the defense, the defensive teams, you know, it kind of varies. Kind of like quarterbacks this year. Yeah. If you get a kicker for a team that like relies on field goals a lot, because like the team isn't that great, then you might get somebody that puts up a, be- a decent amount of points for you. But other than that, like this, there were a few years, if you had the Jags kicker, then you knew you were going to have a kicker that put up some points for you. And I think with kickers, like past leagues and years, I just looked at it and I'm like, okay, who's kicking in a dome? That's all I'm looking at. I'm like, oh, Matt um, Prater, he's kicking in a dome. So I'm just going to drop him. So that's kind of what I did. I'm like, oh, this person has to kick in in Chicago. I'm not playing him. So yeah, I think Bay late in the year or something. Yeah, that's just, it's just dumb. So I'm actually, I really like the defensive player. And I think like, I mean, when you get a defense player that can put over 19 or over 20 points or the high teens, it's so much better. Yeah, agreed. It can really swing your your winning ratio one way or the other. And just one thing to add to this matchup, you know, Dak really had a hard time with having both Denver players, Melvin Gordon and, you know, Sutton in there, and they just didn't perform well. Russell Wilson's just kind of like off his game. He's just, they're still like getting used to it. I don't know what the juju is there, but um, yeah. so that kind of impacted him for sure. Yeah, the the Denver Broncos, that game was, was so boring to watch. All right. Anything else on this matchup? Um, pretty straightforward. Uh, Dak to the future got crushed, and Nicole moved on to five and one. <laughs> <laughs> Minshew minions, no comment. <laughs> no. <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's move to your game, Minshew minions. Since we're talking about it. Yeah. Last week I played one to a hill. He had the bad contract, Tyler Murray, starting as his quarterback. <laughs> so obviously he didn't read his playbook. But anyway, he's um, um, Olive Olave. Um, he was out. He did not play, so he, he helped me out with giving me him zero points. That was a big thing. And I think with this matchup, honestly, I looked at the receiver versus receiver, running back versus running back. I made sure that I won those matchups. So was my quarterback better than his quarterback? Was my receiver better than um, his receiver? Um, that's kind of what I looked at because I think we were evenly matched and it it was pretty much just who can put up what receiver running back tight end can put up the most points so yeah I was pretty happy with it the only the only mistake I think I really made was um, Pitts versus Ingram and that's only a one point difference but everything else I was I was happy like um, Trevor Lawrence got those touchdowns late and I was happy that um, Tua wasn't playing, so Waddle didn't get that many points. So, yeah, I would say uh, the Kyle Pitts thing. I mean, I wouldn't have played him either. He's not. He's not got. This is his first touchdown all year, and he got targeted three times. I don't blame you. I wouldn't have played him either. Uh, I did yeah. see that um, Marquise Brown was probably out for the season, I think, or at least six games. So he's gonna have to make some changes there. But Kenneth Walker is, I think, is the primary running back now. At Seattle, so that could be a good bump for him. Yeah, and that's what I did. I picked up Benjamin, and he was the the third back, 
I picked him up. Oh, I made a move and picked him up. My, I think he was my 37th move, I think. Uh, <laughs> and I picked him up and he did pretty good. He got me um, about nine and a half points, but still like someone that got almost zero points of their weeks prior, you know, he did me good. Man, as much as I hate Joe Mixon, he's been doing well for you. That was a trade. <laughs> um, I think Dak actually traded me him. So thanks, um, Dak, to the future. <laughs> Props, buddy. I guess I that should take him too then. Well, that was that Jonathan Taylor <laughs> trade. I traded him. I think I traded John. Or was that you, Heather? Was that no, you? No, it wasn't. I, I wish. Hey, get him back and trade him <laughs> to me. I'll take him, Minshew. Okay. Yeah, I, I was like, I can't believe that happened. But, you know, I mean, I get it like week to week, but, you know, it's hard for me. I love those big players and I just hold on to them because I want them to do well. So it's probably why I'm in 10th and you guys are in the top five. Well, at this point, like you have to look at it like your draft doesn't even matter. Like Steve said, he had three players left. Draft doesn't matter at this point because people have either proven themselves or they have it. And shout out to Cole Holcomb. He is my cousin-in-law, if you guys didn't know that. And he gave me 19 points as my defensive player. So shout out to Cole. And Sam. if you're listening, Cole, make sure you subscribe and like <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, we want some. We want an autographed jersey to hang on the uh, podcast room. Go right next to Tony um, Pollard. Yeah, next to the Tony Pollard one. That there, yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good matchup. Close. It was pretty close. I mean, it came it came down to not much. One to a hill start out so strong, and then he's just I, I don't know. Fall, his team has a his team has not been performing. I mean, if he didn't have Christian Olave in the lineup and he would have played somebody else, it would have been a little closer, but not. he still uh, couldn't have won, I don't think. Right, yeah, and I'll say this. This was one of the, like, two of the closest games that we had this week. This week, I know everybody's on pins and needles to to hear who the benchiest player was. There wasn't one. There was no, there was no games where the outcome wow. really could have been changed. Man, we're just that good. It we're was, playing the right people. There were a lot of big wins. And, uh, like you look here, there's just, well, two is because of the bye weeks and the injuries, a lot of people's benches, a lot of injuries, there's nothing there. A lot of benches are straight zeros when you go. That's a good thing. This tells you that there's more talent out in the waiver wire then because somebody's getting the points, but I think this week was pretty low when it comes to fantasy points over across the board. Well then you, yeah. And you also have less games and then you have in next week, also less games. Some of the best players are on bye. it it's it gets crazy so you start seeing a, a lot of more variance hey if we don't have the benchiest player then I, I look at that i'll be honest every week i look at that before the podcast i'm like please don't be on the benchiest player i've already <laughs> been twice as the lowest player on the cajun <laughs> trail so i'm just trying not to make all the lists <laughs> i love it i love it all right, so let's let's move on to Southern Sassafras. You want to talk about your second win against Auto Draft? Hey, if I have a win, I have a two in front of my score, and I'm very happy about it. 184. Are you kidding me? I probably won't see this score again, so I'm just going to ride it and just celebrate. You know, Maddie Ice already mentioned that was a total shocker, but I had faith. Brandon Ayuk did really well, too, for San Francisco. He gave me 28.3 points. Stevenson is just killing it in New England. So that was a pretty cool pickup that I had. I don't know about this tight end with uh, Tampa. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep him or not. I've been kind of just like looking at other options because Waller got hurt. So yeah, I did good. I was very happy. 
I mean, Swoot Chubbs, 1.5 on his defense didn't help him at all. And then he had Zach Moss, who I don't believe played, which is why I think mm-hmm. he wasn't one of the blandest players. So I'm not sure if that was like a last minute uh, game time decision or what, but obviously that impacted his ability. Yeah. But hey, I'll take it. A win's could, a win. So <laughs> you could add his whole bench score on top of what his actual team scored, and he still wouldn't have made as many points as you. Wow. Have, so. Great job with Sassafras on sticking with a New England running back. I am proud. It's scary, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's. I've been there before, Heather, and like if the fact that he's 20, 12, 23, 25, whew, that's really good. So I'm. Yeah. I mean, Stevenson's um, performed really good. Yeah, Belichick having a one standard running back is not in their game plan ever. Just like kind of Chiefs with uh, wide receivers is inconsistent. There's just like, oh, we're know. trying to find a player. I think that we don't have so. But you never know. Is what I'm saying. Chiefs are amazing, but you just never. It's hard to get a wide receiver there that's mm. going to be consistently give you those points every week. Agreed. You know, Mahomes is just like, who's going to get it? Get it? Who can I get it to the quickest? Besides Kelsey, Kelsey <laughs> he's consistent, but everybody else is just sort of, you know, in the wind. I would say Rondell Moore is probably a, a good option for you going forward. I mean, I'm not telling you how to start your lineup, but he will be the number two since uh, Hollywood Brown got hurt. Um, and then obviously Hopkins will be the number one. He comes back this week. Yeah, I just I just got him. I think he could be he could be a good addition. Uh, other than that, Swoot Chubb, stop playing Russell Gage. What are you doing? Like Tampa has about a billion <laughs> weapons, and he's not one of them. He had one one good game, I think, all season. So I wouldn't be starting him. All right. Uh, anything else you guys have for this matchup? Woo woo. Nope. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Congrats. Good job. All right. Let's move on to Mortal Kombat getting trumped by Girls Rule Fins for Life. I think this matchup and your matchup, very similar points. Like over 150. We just got 100. I went from getting my highest scoring week last week to to this. It's It was sad to see, but I knew it was a tall task. In the first place, I knew it was going to be um, an uphill climb. So certainly not my best performance, but I also had a couple of my starters uh, on by or not playing. So yeah, makes sense. I mean, Cream Hunt playing him. I mean, I, I I could see that. But I mean, for Juju to go off, he hasn't done anything really all season. So that was kind of a shock. But I mean, again, riding a one of the better quarterbacks in the league, right? So fantasy wise. Patrick Mahomes, and I, I feel like everybody else is kind of in that range. We're just trying to struggle to get twenty points, and these other these other quarterbacks are like, "Oh, let's just put up forty, you know? Right. So how, how do you play against that when they're putting up double exactly. your score? And it was the one week where I felt decent about starting Tom Brady because I was like, maybe he's figured it out. He had two really good weeks, I think, before that, and he did not. <laughs> because Kirk Cousins, I, I like him, but he. And he's good. He's reliable. He's always getting you like that, you know, same amount. But I knew if I was going to win this, I needed to throw up a lot of points. And I figured Brady might have been able to do it. It's either hit or miss. So I get it. It's what I rolled with. Same thing, Mike Williams. I mean, like, where did he go? <laughs> Agreed. Did he go? Yeah. But now, now we know Denver's defense is for real. <laughs> their offense is not, but their defense don't is. expect any touchdowns against Denver's defense. Do you know Denver's defense? They've only allowed one touchdown all season. 
Oh. It is wow. impressive. Yeah. Do not. As I look to see if Denver's defense is available. I doubt it. <laughs> but like I look down and then girls rule has Palmer and he put up 20 points. That's oh, a yeah. receiver. So I don't know. I don't. I love the battle of the Jacksonville Jaguar linebackers on this, this matchup. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's I'm like, I'm like, who picked up Lloyd since I dropped him? And I looked, I'm like, oh, Border Combat did. I'm like, okay, who is he playing? I'm like, oh, girls are real. Oh, she has a Jack <laughs> linebacker too. <laughs> so. All right, so let's move on to uh, – we'll, we'll go ahead and jump into the homeboys and Kanan and Hispanian so I can talk about my, my loss after Darren talked about his. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much to say. I, Joe Burrow's better than my whole team. So <laughs> I, it is what it is. Tyreek Hill, same thing. That team's she drafted good. That team's stacked. Yeah. She's got it going on for sure. And Clyde to I mean, only put up three points yeah. hasn't been his norm. So she could even put more points on me. So I'm grateful that she didn't beat me too badly. Maybe she heard me whenever I said in the group chat to have some have some sympathy on me, but you said no, my winning streak. <laughs> I know it's crushed. <laughs> McCaffrey still looks great, obviously. Even I think even it doesn't matter how bad Carolina is, he's always gonna get points. Debo Samuel's been solid. Terry McLaurin's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know what to do with him. It's Washington, you know. Same thing with Mike Evans, up and down. Romeo Dobbs, same thing. So I'm just trying to play matchups whenever I'm playing players at this point and, and trying to put it against who, who are they? Is the team they're playing against weak against wide receivers? And if they are, then I'm, I'm playing them. So it's been my attribute to winning my last three and then losing this one. But <laughs> She put. She just out outscored me with a couple point, a couple of players, and that was it. After that, I I couldn't keep up. Jeff Wilson laid an egg, which he hasn't done all season. So, I think it was anomaly. I think I'll be back in that 140 range this week, hopefully. All right, last matchup. Um, Paul Eagle and original RBD. Anybody want to talk about closest this? game of the week? Closest game of the week. It was uh, 11th place versus 12th place. I mean, there's still 100 over 120 points. I mean, they. They could have beat a few people this week, so it's not like that's a that's a bad score. There's for original RBD. There's not a lot of points on his bench though. So, what do you do? How do you pivot to to do better? Baldy will have some other players that that he could roll in, but ultimately he got the win. So, so it doesn't matter really. With I this. mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh the flexing the tight ends. Does, does anybody else see this? He's rolling with three tight ends. Oh, he's flexing well, tight ends. Original RBD. You got beat by three tight ends. <laughs> How does that feel? Wow. What is that? Oh yeah. Interesting. That's rough. I mean, That's he rough. you know what though? Honestly, he probably takes three tight ends to go against one Kelsey. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right even you all know? three of his tight ends yeah, did not those, score as many points technically Taysom Hill's a tight end too so it's three versus two right mm. yeah true true Taysom Hill is is, is a quarterback yeah, I mean, tight end. so it's not as bad you shouldn't feel as bad original RBD <laughs> yeah you hit two <laughs> tight ends so I will say our, our league it just shows that like anybody can win any week like it, it, you're not out and, of it and there's only in week seven. And there's not just one way to win. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. 
so let's move on if you guys don't have anything else for the matchups and we'll talk about i'll give the my commissioner tip of the week and then i have a impromptu question for you guys uh so my commissioner tip of the week is playing touchdown dependent players versus playing people that um, are getting target share so what i mean by that is when would you when should you play a player that is if they get a touchdown they're going to do really well for you or are you playing somebody that has targets so a lot of times it's good to look at that person that gets a lot of targets. So maybe maybe they didn't score a lot of points that week, but they're getting 10 to 15 targets. That means the team has them drawn up in the playbook. So they have specific plays for that player. So the chances of them getting more yardage and stuff along the line is going to happen. Now, if you get your players like uh, Taysom Hill, for example, Kyle Pitts, the guys that like if they get a touchdown, they do really well for you. But if they don't, they pretty much do nothing because they don't get a lot of target. That's just something to consider when you're when you're looking at is especially when you're looking at the waiver wire. How often are people getting targeted? As far as are, are they getting involved in the in the passing game? Are they getting involved in the running game? Are they getting the carries? If they're not, um, and they're just like a goal line back, that's great. But you can't always guarantee that you're going to get a touchdown every week. Sure. Question of the week, and this is for your current team. So, um. If you had a keeper option in our league, who would you take from your team based on the past six weeks? Who would you keep? And then follow-up question is, who would you not draft knowing what you know now? And uh, I'll pass it over to Sass for us first. Okay, definitely keeper, Cooper Cup, for sure. And who I would not draft is Matthew Stafford. I feel like that was not a good choice as a quarterback starting out. Fair. Mortal Kombat. All right, let's see. So, what are we talking about? Someone you for the drop? It's you can go that off your you draft, or you can now? go off your team now. Either way. Okay. I guess Mark Andrews has been my best, one of my best players at tight end. So he's definitely somebody I would love to keep. He's been top tier the past few years, so I absolutely would keep him. Either him, also Leonard Fournette's a, another one. Um, but I have a lot of like contributors at regular levels but mark andrews definitely carries the day when it comes to like my highest ranking player um let me see who would i or not keep oh, a few <laughs> for sure give me your lowest one it would probably have to be i have rashad bateman i i probably wouldn't keep him um well i also have mckissett which i like and burkhead those guys are definitely ones where it's like you're rolling the dice hoping for a come up but there's there's no way to know for sure if it's going to happen might be a waiver wire pickup versus yeah uh, i mean one of my very high drafts like i got mike williams and i love him he's really great sometimes but and i had him last year too and he took me very far but it's such a roller coaster with it. Like, I don't know if I could deal with the emotional week to week <laughs> of like one week he's doing like an insane amount of points and the next week he puts up nothing. Right. And he was like that last year too. I mean, I don't know that like, I, I hate that. I would much rather go with the consistency play at the time. I know I knew what I was getting into, but it's, uh, it's very stressful. <laughs> Okay, thanks for that, Mortal Kombat. And Nicole, or I pity the fool, who, who would your, be your player you would keep and who would you not draft again? So I think it's probably a no-brainer to most people, but I would most definitely hang on to Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, Good choice. 
<laughs> in six games, he scored me 203, almost 204 points. So very consistent, very consistent. Um, and then I would probably cut just because of consistency's sake. Um, and honestly, he's been kind of on and off my bench just as like kind of a spot filler to get me something. Um, Elijah Moore from the Jets. And that's just because I've had some people that were like questionable up until like the last second, maybe Marvin Jones Jr., but probably more so more. I thought he was, I thought he was going to be promising at the beginning of the season too. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's been a bit of a letdown. Um, He's had a couple games where he scored maybe close to 10 points, but uh, he only scored a couple points last week. Yeah. He's definitely not one of my stronger players. Like I said, it's kind of like, if there's somebody that's in a flex spot that is questionable or going to be out, then I kind of put him in. So I kind of only use him as a spot filler for the most part. You'd be okay with picking him up off the waiver, basically, though? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you think, Mission Minions? I'll probably keep her. I'll probably take Mixon. But I'm going to go with the three players I have left from when I drafted. So I'm going to make it a little hard for myself. So definitely <laughs> – um, so we're looking at Nick Chubb. So I'll probably keep Nick Chubb. I think if um, Deshaun Watson was playing, it'll be a little different story for him. But I think um, Nick Chubb will be the keeper. Who I'll be um, mad that I drafted, I, I mean, I, I think I drafted Keenan Allen, um, James Robinson, um, between those two. I mean, the injury bug has, has hurt Allen this year, but I mean, Herbert hasn't put up that many points as he did the previous years. You know, I'll take the workhorse in Jacksonville and being a Jags fan um, over Keenan Allen. Um, so I would probably not draft Keenan Allen again. Especially not probably as, as high capital as you had to spend for him, right? No, I think I, I, I have to look back, but I think it was like the sixth or seventh round. It was It was pretty high up. I had him a couple of years ago and he wasn't he wasn't super consistent for me then either. He was kind of an emotional roller coaster, questionable every single week. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just I was actually looking at it and I'm I'm like, man, the fact that he played one like one or two quarters the first game, um, I mean I'm gonna hold on to him because you know, he could be a the last couple of weeks for the playoff, but other than that, um he's um Spot he's filler. dead he's um dead to me right now. Fair. <laughs> For myself, I'm probably gonna go with Christian McCaffrey. Um as your keeper? Yeah, as my keeper. Um Debo Samuel might be in the running for that, but Christian McCaffrey's just so good all the time. As long I mean he was injured last year, but and I know people were scared of that, but that's the only time he's been injured. So the rest of his career he's been strong. Like He's a consistent person. I know I could put him up and he's going to score around that 20 point mark, regardless of how bad Baker Mayfield is. So I, I could count on that. Um, I was looking at my actual draft and for myself, who I probably wouldn't draft again, probably either be Travis Etienne um, or Traylon Burks. I'm a diehard Arkansas fan. And Traylon Burks was the awesome receiver when he was at Arkansas. But he just hasn't he, he's been had some injuries and he just hasn't been that receiver that I thought he would be. So I, I probably would stay away from him or, I mean, I drafted Travis Etienne in the fourth round. So I, I definitely wouldn't draft him that high if I drafted him again. Ooh, yeah. It proves that yeah. the Jags don't, they much prefer Robinson over him when it comes to actually running the ball. Well, thank you 
Benji Minions and I Pity the Fool for being guests. We had a great time. Hope you guys did. Yes, we did. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll have to have you guys back on. Maybe we'll have maybe we'll have you guys on toward the end where it's like uh, you're coming down to the very last games and and get your guys. Uh, maybe we get a picture of the shirt or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no pressure. I'll definitely or make the playoffs. I don't know about her. So, you know. I mean, I I feel like people are are more prepared to see a shirt than they are like me planning dinner out for a month. Like that's. We should make it on the. We should make it on the rules that you have to post to the group message every meal that you pick throughout that whole month. Ooh. Or <laughs> snap like, a picture. Well, snap pictures picture. of Steve. Yeah. Snap pictures gonna be everywhere like, he has to wear his shirt. It's going to be like moth sticks and pizza rolls like every night. No, it's not. I mean, I'm not That's... arguing that, though. So. It doesn't matter. You can't argue because you're not picking. Yeah, correct. <laughs> that that was that was his perk. He he gets to like mindlessly sail through a month of like no, no decision. Well, thank you. And Mortal Kombat, Southern Sassers, as always, good times. Yeah, till, till yeah. next week. Next week. Set your lineups. Your oh, lineups, yeah. Man. You guys are going head to head next week. Oh, oh, oh we are. Rams have a bye week. Don't remind me. House divided. It is house divided. We got that week one. Got She'll probably beat way. me. Maddie Ice will probably put up another crazy game and I'll get beat. So I'm just going to prepare for that. And then if I win, I'll be shocked. All right, guys. We will talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening.